(laughs) Hey, I'm Sherry. And I'm Marty. Tired of hearing bad news everywhere you turn? Well, we are. We're taking a little journey back to simpler times. Come along for the ride as we share some of our fun childhood memories. Might even jog some of your memories, too. Mm, I don't know, Marty. My memory lane is like a cul-de-sac these days. Hey, that is not going to stop us. Come join us for Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the Handle. So, Sherry... Think about it. It's pretty amazing. We're sitting here in two different states and we can record this podcast. You and I can see each other. The audience can't. Thank goodness. But true, because they'd be seeing my closet. But we can see each other and we can talk in basically real time and record this podcast. Did you ever imagine when we were 10 years old that we would be able to do something like this? No way. I mean, it would it would be like science fiction, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was scared to death when I heard about video calls coming along. I thought, oh my God, they're going to see me all the time. You know, that just seemed like a fantasy that I didn't want to come true. (laughs) I'm still in that boat. Yeah. Well, me too. I don't answer FaceTime calls. (laughs) Yeah. I was. Unless I have three days warning. When I was a kid, I was, you know, it was the Campbell's soup can with the string. That's, you know, how I thought. Uh, Yes. I thought that was uh, (laughs) the height of my technology, you know. Right. But boy, I was thinking about all the things that, like now, we can watch television shows pretty much anytime we want right. and record shows. When I was growing up, we had three channels and there was no way, if you missed it, you missed it. You did not get to see it. So I would get a fall TV guide and literally go through it and mark which shows I was going to watch and what time they came on and work out a whole schedule and have to work my homework around the television schedule because I didn't want to miss anything. Because yeah, if you missed it, that was it. And everybody either watched it right then and would talk about it or they didn't see it and felt left out. And if something was on another channel at the same time, you had to... It was tough. Yeah, you had to do a Sophie's Choice. You had to decide which one you wanted to see. Or depending on who had the most clout in the house would get to see what they wanted to see and you did. Yeah. I think the only time we we owned the TV was Saturday mornings for cartoons. And I think Sunday Mm -hmm. night when they had the wonderful world of Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they'd bring that back. Wouldn't that be fun to see? Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, but yeah, that's... I mean, just even having a color TV. Yeah. And I remember when we got that was a- big. I don't remember when we first got a remote. It probably wasn't until maybe the 70s. But growing up in the 60s, we I don't remember having a remote. I was the remote. I'd get up and change the channel, you know? If you wanted to change the channel, you got up and you turned yeah, the but channel. But because we were sitting too close to the TV to begin with, we were right there. So it really was convenient. <laughs> As I was worried, I was going to go blind because I was sitting so close. And did you ever have the thing where- like the rolling TV and you'd have to adjust the yeah. antenna or yeah. adjust the, the roll, Rabbit ear. the little oh. knob so that yeah. it, the image wouldn't keep rolling up. Yep. And I think I remember my dad being up on the roof and, you know, yeah. is, is it good now? <laughs> Can you see it now? Is it? Yeah. It was not always- uh, And we were happy to, I mean, yeah. didn't think anything about it because that's how it was. Right. Yeah. And if you couldn't get the picture, it you weren't going right. to see it again. Like I don't, did they even have reruns then? Maybe in the summertime, they might have had them in the summertime, but that was a whole other calculation you had to figure out. Oh yeah, that, uh, I don't want to make your head explode. Yeah, that was that would be a whole other piece of graph That's paper right. to figure that out, right? The, the reruns. Did I see yeah. that one? Or is Channel 7 more important? I mean, think about, you can, I mean, of course, how we do it now. I mean, I just have a ton of things saved oh, yeah. on my DVR. That I never get around to watching. And they're just there. Uh, yeah, but they're there mm-hmm. if I want them. And now you can decide like what mood you're in. You know, I don't want to see something sad. 
about. I want to see something mm -hmm. funny. And I wonder, well, I don't know. I wonder if they'll do a study someday, like about our brains, you know, like, do we really need to have all of this flooded in or it's like overload? Yeah. You know, when it was simpler. Yeah. And just think and thinking about you planning, plotting out what you were going to watch. That's probably good for your brain, you know, good problem solving, right? Like now you don't have to solve anything. That's right? true. You just feel like watching something and you find it. Yeah. I remember when they came out with the direct TV guides that were half an inch thick and that was for the month or for two weeks or whatever. And I would try to go through like I did with the TV guide when I was a kid and mark the things I wanted to watch. And I couldn't stand it. It was, it was my brain, like you say, was exploding. It was a full-time job to go through the yeah. guide to see when things were airing. I think that was before DVR was really big, but they had the whole listing of when things aired. And I finally had to stop the subscription because I couldn't deal with it. It was too overwhelming. Stop the madness. Yeah. It's like so many choices. Just give me the three choices. I'll pick one of those. <laughs> yeah. Is it Gilligan's Island or is it? Uh... Mr. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then do you remember microwave ovens? Because they were fairly new when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't think we... And we weren't allowed to stand near them, of course, because right. they were going to make you sterile or something, something I guess. Yeah. I didn't even know what that meant. But then you had to be worried if somebody had a pacemaker, I guess. You yeah, couldn't I run think a... so. Yeah. What would that do? That electrocute them oh, or I think something? The, or the, it would just, I think your heart would explode short or circuit. something. Yeah, I'm not... Nothing. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I think it's short but circuit. But you know, there's a price to pay for yeah. getting that high melted cheese. That's right. Yeah. In fact, when I worked at the arcade, I worked in the snack bar part of the time. And then we had a big sign that said, I don't know what it said, something diplomatic about if you're wearing a pacemaker, please know that there's a microwave die. in use or something. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. yeah, that's <laughs> Good true. luck. Have a great, have a great time while you're here. <laughs> yeah. Hurry up and have a great time before. When VCRs came, I mean, VCRs came out and they were like a billion dollars. Do you remember? Oh gosh, it was, yeah, yeah, right. And that you thing. could at least tape. Yeah, I had just gotten this job in the assistant director's training program, and I was going to start on Hill Street Blues. You know, cast of thousands, and I had to get a VCR because I had to tape the show to figure out who the characters were and what their real names were, so that I would be knocking on the right door to bring the right person oh, wow. to the set. So that was a miracle for me. You know, and I was in my 20s when I didn't have a VCR where you could actually tape a TV show. Oh, but going back to microwaves, our version of microwave, I think before we had it was a toaster oven or a toaster. If you wanted to heat something up, you could stick it in the toaster if it was Pop-Tarts or bread. Yeah. But if you needed to toast something, you'd stick it in the little toaster oven as opposed to turning on the oven. Mm -hmm. But that was it. You know, it, it was real time. It, nothing sped up. You would have to commit to this little toasting. And that was it. You could toast. You couldn't cook a dinner there or, I mean, you could. It would probably take forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we thought that was pretty snazzy though, having that having a toaster. We didn't have a toaster oven, but my grandma did mm. and we thought it was pretty cool. How you open the door. Like, yeah. It was like a little miniature it oven. It was right? like a little Susie homemaker. Just, but it just didn't do much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, cooking a cake with a light bulb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was very slow. How did you heat things up if you didn't have a toaster oven? We didn't. We ate them cold. <laughs> I guess my mom would reheat it on the stove, I mm. guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about that. Like my mom would make oatmeal. You can't really reheat oatmeal. <laughs> I think you just ate everything when it was made. Yeah, I think so. And I don't remember us having, we didn't have leftovers because there wasn't really any way to reheat mm -hmm. it. That's true. 
So I guess my mom would just make, well, I guess we were a family of four at the time. So maybe she just knew, she knew the right amount of stuff to make or the right amount of stuffed peppers to make. She made just enough for everybody to have, you know, the kids would have one serving probably and my mom and dad would have two. But yeah, I don't remember our refrigerator ever having anything but a rancid giant (laughs) can of high C with the metal leaching into the 10% real fruit juice. Mm, Good for you too. Yeah. But yeah, now that you mention it, I remember many a dinner where there'd be a couple bites of something left and my dad felt like he would be stuffed to the gills. But because of the depression, you did not waste a bite. And like you say, there wasn't an easy way to reheat it. So he would sit there and suffer through eating the last bite because that's what you had to do. You weren't going to throw it away. Right. And if you you went to a restaurant, you got a doggy bag, but that's really what it was. It wasn't Uh for you to eat it later. It was, you know, you're going to come home and throw it to the dog. There were smaller portions then too, because I think restaurants planned accordingly too. Now it's insane. They give you food for three weeks if you take a doggy bag. We're so gluttonous. (laughs) It's true. And I was thinking about answering machines. Yeah. It seems like such a miracle when they finally did come out when we had them. But now looking back, don't you wish there was a way that people couldn't reach you? I mean, I I can opt to not. I mean, if if you can't, if you're going to leave a message on my cell, you can also text me or you can send me an email. Like there's nowhere to hide. But back in the day, I, I guess I saw the other side because if you left and nobody could leave a message, you had no idea if you got a call from the right. person you had been waiting desperately to yeah, hear from. But then that just made them have to call you. Yeah, maybe yes, maybe no. They could give up. That maybe. was my fear. I, I just uh, thought I well, would miss everything. Just from an emergency purposes, having communication, you know, being able to get a hold of people is huge. Huge, but but just to, you know, and I remember my mom would, you know, there was one gal that she couldn't stand and she, they just let it ring and ring and ring. In fact, it got so bad that when we would call, if we were out, it was when we were a little bit older, but we would ring once and then hang up and then call back. And that, that was our secret code. So my mom knew it was us calling. Otherwise she wouldn't answer the phone because this woman would just call my mom. But so, so she just wouldn't answer any phone calls because she was afraid it well, was we that had, one we person? Had, uh, we had some bill collectors that were trying to reach <laughs> us. So it was sometimes we didn't. But but when we were older, it was this woman would call at certain times. My mom would mm. know. but And she would just keep calling even though your mom yeah, would never Yeah, and the phone would up. ring and ring and ring. And we'd say, mom, pick it up. And she said, no, I'm not picking it up it's it's her and so <laughs> but i sometimes think it would be not like you know when i get an, an out of office email now from someone people say you know i'll be out of the office from blah blah to blah blah and i won't have access to email oh really you've got it on your watch you've got it on yeah. your phone you've got your yeah. computer you know there just say no i don't want to i'm not gonna i don't want to but here we are the monsters but, well yeah I, I guess i hadn't thought about that so much i mean that is absolutely true now it's inescapable because people know somehow, some way. I get upset if I've emailed somebody and called them and texted to them and don't hear back from them. I get pretty irritated. Oh, that's you? Yeah, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) That's you that I'm hiding from. Sorry. Yeah. But back then it was, of course, you know, teenager and it's either a good friend or somebody you've been wanting to talk to. You know, not that many people would call. Usually if somebody called, it was somebody I wanted to talk to or hoped it would be that date that would be the love of my life who was finally calling and I wasn't there to get it. That, that was my biggest fear that 
I would miss something. And did you guys have, I don't know when they stopped doing that, but did you ever have a party line? No, we didn't. Mm -mm. But I do remember like the wires getting crossed and having somebody else on the, you could hear somebody else's conversation. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, we did have that. And I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, I guess the rules were a little more loose back then. But (laughs) But they couldn't usually hear us. We could hear. No, but that was what was fun, you know, and it it would be some, no, Mabel, I told you. It's, you know, (laughs) knee high to a grasshopper out here, you know, whatever it was. It was like, oh, wow. (laughs) And I don't know. And we did talk about that. I think once the emergency breakthroughs that you could do. Mm -hmm. And they used to be free. You really had to get somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And And the operators would sound so annoyed because it wasn't an emergency. And then they started charging like a quarter for each one. I did it anyway. But, you know, sometimes you were honestly worried that the phone had been left off the hook and you wanted to just check. If the phone was off the hook. Aunt Mabel might still be alive. (laughs) Not that you had any way of contacting (laughs) the person to let them know the phone was off the hook, but at least you would know. And you could tell them at school tomorrow. Hey, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, you think about cell phones. My gosh, all the things that a cell phone does. Like we didn't have, if you went out to eat with your family, there was absolutely no way anybody else in the world would know where you were or how to reach you. It was impossible. That's right. But when I babysat, the husband and wife would tell me where they would be. So you could call the restaurant or the whatever. But but you're right. If somebody went out to a concert or a symphony or something, you wouldn't be able to reach them. And you couldn't leave a message. And you couldn't, I mean, when I was, I used to drive, well, I was delivering singing tap dancing telegrams and we didn't have cell phones. And I had to, and this was, you know, in my 20s, after every single telegram that I delivered, I had to find a phone booth somewhere and call the office to see where I should drive next and what telegram I would be delivering next. They didn't have a way to send me the information. And I had to carry a typewriter in my car and type up the telegrams uh, so that I could have something to present to the person who was getting. And and to find, they would give me the address and I would have to look it up on an actual map. And out here in Los Angeles, we had a book of maps called the Thomas Brothers map. Well, I became the Thomas sister by the time I delivered 4,000 telegrams. But you would have to look it up in the index, look up the street address and find it in the map and then figure out how to get there from where you were. Yeah, you had to figure out where North was. And yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like you could just say, okay, let me pop in the address and somebody would tell you through your phone how to get there. But see, I think that made us, I think some of the conveniences we have have kind of, I don't want to say made us dumb. Summer, but I don't think we're as resourceful. I don't know if we... I agree. I don't know that people even have maps to look at. I mean, like my husband was throwing away the phone book, the yellow pages, because who needs yellow pages? You just look it up on the computer. Well, if there's an earthquake that knocks out the power and knocks out the cell phones, we're might not have a way to look up a phone number for emergencies or whatever. And having a phone number or some way to call if your cell phone works, it's a good idea to have the old fashioned stuff because we're so dependent. I've seen so many clerks not like if they can't get the register to work, they can't figure out how much change to give you. It's just not going to happen. Yep. And that was one of the first things that you, they taught us when I started working at that arcade. He had it. How do you count change back? And Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. 
But boy, I just can't imagine back then being able to send somebody a message, just type a little message and send it and they got it right away. Oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. I sometimes still get amazed. Like I have a friend that lives in England and we'll be on the phone together and she'll say, oh, did I send you whatever? And I said, no. And oh, here, let me send it to you. And and it's it's there in a second. Mm-hmm. It's just mind boggling how that it, that it, it could really, ha- it does feel like science fiction. I mean, we couldn't even call your friend in England without paying an exorbitant oh, right. long distance yeah. charge. You couldn't get long distance. I mean, it was very expensive to call yeah. long distance. You know, it'd be like a dollar a minute or something crazy. And, you know, when I was traveling, when I was 18 and traveling with Up With People, we were in Spain and Belgium. I didn't call home. It was too expensive. Well, that's why people wrote postcards and letters, right? Yeah. That would get there eventually. Yeah. And then let's talk about um, school, being a student and having to bring home all your books. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Before there were even backpacks. I mean, you know, at least backpacks kind of became popular, but I had this book bag and I would, I had to, I lived over a mile from our school and I was in grammar school carrying this huge book bag on my arm and my, you know, carrying it home. By the time I got home, my entire shoulder and left arm was about to fall off because the books were so yeah. heavy. I was and, a kid. And I don't you know, remember and, having and, a book bag. I, you just carried them. We, they were covered in um, paper. Yeah, the, the shopping paper. bags. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And we would draw all over, which I thought was really cool. But I'm yeah. thinking of junior high now and I don't know that I had a backpack. Well, I had it in elementary school and it was, was a, a book really bag. dorky. Right. A book bag. Yeah. yeah, it was very dorky looking. And I'm sure in junior high, I was too cool for the book bag. But then your arms are dying, you yeah. know, you know, walking home for... And when you uh, when I was in junior high and we had all these books and then you'd have to carry them home, my son, who is going to be 31 this year, but when he was a kid, they... And I think it was fairly new. They You would keep a, a set of textbooks at your house... And then there would be a set at school. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Why didn't we think of that? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. That would have been great. Man, because some of those books were really heavy. Yeah. Like the math and the science ones and... The history. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of history. All that incorrect history in there. They were heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Made you not want to study history, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I liked the lady's voice when you had when you called time, which we did regularly because yeah. you had to set well, your it was watch free. and your clock. It wasn't to... expensive, but yeah. there was one to get the weather. I'm pretty sure there was one to get the but weather. I th- yeah, I don't know if that one there was. A, well, when I was a teenager, you could call a number and get the surf report, which. <laughs> I, I fancy myself. We didn't myself. do that in Lynchburg. No, you, you yeah. no. That was the, the waves were not good in Lynchburg, but not too. Uh, but we thought it was cool. And then there, did you have dial a joke? Oh, that would have been fun. It's no. really fun. Yeah, you dial this number, and it was free. I believe it was free. And there'd be some guy on the other end. Hey, you know, three guys walk into a bar, and and they'd have. And I think it was just one joke a day or something. But it was called oh. dial a joke. And, That's great. Uh, yeah, but but calling the time was, and I wonder if she was the same lady that you got in. Mm. She was very much good afternoon. At the tone, the time will be eight eleven. Beep. Oh, and fifty seconds. And fifty seconds. Just, yes, yeah, yeah, right. uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Because you wanted your watch. You wanted to. You know, it had to be exact. Yeah. You if you got the eleven o'clock in fifty seconds, right? You, you didn't actually push the button on your watch until it was eleven oh one exactly, and right. then you click it yeah. so that it would be because it was to, so important that this very important this yeah. uh, 
human <laughs> construct time that it all had to be perfect. Yeah, man. If you didn't wear a watch, you were totally lost. I, I still like a, watches. I wore a watch religiously and especially for my job. And then, you know, cell phones come along and nobody cares because you can just pull it out of your pocket and go, oh, yeah, it's okay. 11.03 now. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> but it fe- that feels so inconvenient. I like, yeah. I like just looking at your wrist. I do too. I'm still a wrist looker. But I don't like looking at your wrist to also see your blood pressure and how much you slept last night and how many steps you got in. And I just want to, I don't need to do a load of laundry on my watch. I just want to see what time it is. And I still, I, I like the old Timex. I've got one, you know, with the hands yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, it makes me happy. It's very simple. I'm sure you remember the Dick Tracy cartoons where he would call somebody on yeah. his wristwatch and we all thought, well, that'll never happen. Well, guess what? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's all good. I'm just going to say, I just, but you got to take the good with the bad. And that's, there's yeah. so many things like we were oh, talking about some, with the yeah. phone and emergencies and whatnot. And, and instantaneous messages. And well, I'm telling you, when Scott and I went to San Francisco and we all got to be with his brother and we all got on the cable car and somehow, some way we were on different parts of the cable car and Scott and I got off thinking that his brother Steve was getting off and his brother Steve wasn't there. And we didn't know if he was still on the cable car or not. And we spent the next hour and a half trying to figure out how to contact him. Oh, wow. Because we didn't have cell phones. So yep. that was time not well spent. Exactly. Where we could have been exploring San Francisco. Yeah, that reminded me of when we would go to Disneyland or an amusement park. Oh, yeah. And we would have, okay, we're going to meet, we're all going to meet at the fountain at noon. Yeah. And that was it. And if somebody didn't show yeah. up, well, they were in big trouble if they didn't show up at the designated time. But now, I mean, I do that if I'm shopping with a friend at Nordstrom, yeah. you know, uh, right. you, know you, you don't see him for two seconds. You're like, yeah, what aisle are you in? You know, it's just so easy. We're yeah. so lazy. Well, speaking of Disneyland, I used to have my brother and sister each had six kids. And why? Um, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Did I use my outside voice just then? Sorry. All right. It was in the water. That's why I had to move. But when they would each have a kid that was about 11 or 12 years old, I would bring the two out, one from each family, and take them places. And there was one group of gals who came out and we went to Disneyland and they went on a ride that I wasn't about to go on because I'm old and scared. And I said, great, we'll meet right here at the end of the ride in 15 minutes because I was going to go on something else that was a little tamer and meet them back. Well, I guess they got off the, you know how long the lines are. Oh my gosh. But I got back and they didn't get off and they didn't get off and they didn't get off. And finally, like 20 minutes have gone and I'm going, oh my gosh, surely they've been on the ride by now. Surely they, and I had not a clue what to do because there were 10 million people at Disneyland Mm -hmm. and they had gotten off the ride, waited a few minutes and then just thought they'd go do something else fun. And I was going to the security, the lost and found, whatever. And all I could think was, I'm somehow going to have to call my brother and sister and say, I lost you. I've lost your kids. <laughs> and it was the most horrible hour and a half I searched for them, not knowing how or where or if we would ever see each other again. Yeah, it's a panicky feeling you don't want to yeah. ever have again. And if we had had cell phones, I would have at least been able to text them in caps. Yes. Get back here. Very sternly, yes. <laughs> 
Sherry, I don't know about you, but I am thinking about all kinds of things that people take for granted today that we didn't have when we were growing up. I think we've got to come back to this. Yeah, topic. I think it's a great idea. This is definitely, we've fallen down the rabbit hole and- um, And the rabbit's winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that'll give us time to percolate and we'll come back and- And take things for granted. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to join us next time for part two of things we take for granted now that we had no idea would exist when we were kids. We have just barely scratched the surface here, so we definitely need to revisit this. Oh, yes, we do. And you know, while we're at it, we're going to just jiggle the handle. Do you have to jiggle handles now anymore? Or is that all automated? Automated.